today's read, Asada, an autobiography written by Asada Shakur, chapter 21. My grandmother came all the way from North Carolina. She came to tell me about her dream. My grandmother had been dreaming all of her life. And the dreams have come true. My grandmother dreams of people passing and babies being born and people being free. But it is never specific. Red birds sitting on fences, rainbows at sunset, conversations with people long gone. My grandmother's dreams have always come when they were needed and have always meant what we needed them to mean. She dreamed my mother would be a school teacher, my aunt would go to law school, and during the hard times, she dreamed the good times were coming. She told us what we needed to be told and made us believe it like nobody else could have. She did her part. The rest was up to us. We had to make it real. Dreams and reality are opposites. Action synthesizes them. I was extremely pleased that she had come. Her air was confident and victorious. The rest of the family prompted her to tell me her dream. You're coming home soon, my grandmother told me catching my eyes and staring down into them. I don't know when it will be, but you're coming home. You're getting out of here. It won't be too long, though. It will be much less time than you've already been here. Excited, I asked her to tell me about her dream. We were all talking, I noticed, in a conspiratorial tone. I dreamed. We were in our old house in Jamaica. I don't know if you remember that house or not. I assured her that I did. I dreamed that I was dressing you, she said, putting your clothes on. Dressing me, I repeated. Yes, dressing you. Fear ran up and down my back. Was I little or grown? You were grown up in my dream. I felt slightly sick. Maybe my grandmother dreamt about my death. Maybe she dreamt that I was killed while trying to escape. Why else would she be dressing me if I wasn't dead? My grandmother caught my drift of thought. No, you're all right. You're alive. It's just as plain as the nose on your face. You're coming home. I know what I'm talking about. Don't ask me to explain it anymore because I can't. I just know you're going to come home and that you're going to be all right. I drilled her for more details. Some she gave and some she didn't. Finally, after I had asked a thousand questions, my grandmother let all the authority show in her voice. I know it will happen because I dreamt it. You're getting out of this place, and I know it. And that's all there is to it. My grandmother sat 
looking at me. There was a kind of smile on her face I can't describe. I knew she was serious. My grandmother's dreams were notorious. Her dreams came true. All her life, her uncanny senses have been like radar, picking up and identifying all kinds of things that we don't even see. My family and I just sat there, vibing on each other, talking and laughing, bringing up old memories and telling funny stories. Calmness rolled down my body like thick honey. When I got back to my cell, I thought about it all. No amount of scientific, rational thinking could diminish the high that I felt. A tingly, giddy excitement had caught hold of me. I had gotten drunk on my family's arrogant, carefree optimism. I literally danced in my cell, singing, Feet don't fail me now. I sang the feet part real low, so I guess the guards must have thought I was bugging out, stomping around my cage, singing, Feet, feet. You can't win a race just by running, my mother told me when I was little. You have to talk to yourself. Huh? I had asked. You have to talk to yourself when you are running and tell yourself you can win. It had become a habit of sorts. Anytime I am faced with something difficult or almost impossible, I chant. Over the years, I have developed different kinds of chants, but I always fall back on the old one. I can, I can, yes, I can. I called my grandparents a day or two before I escaped. I wanted to hear their voices one last time before I went. I was feeling kind of mush and so as not to sound suspicious. I told them I wanted to hear some more about the family's history, tracing the ties back to slavery. All too soon, it was time to hang up. Your grandmother wants to say something else to you, my grandfather told me. I love you, my grandmother said. We don't want you to get used to that place, do you hear? Don't you let yourself get used to it. No, grandmommy, I won't. Every day, out in the street now, I remind myself that black people in America are oppressed. It's necessary that I do that. People get used to anything. The less you think about your oppression, the more your tolerance for it grows. After a while, people just think oppression is the normal state of things. But to become free, you have to be acutely aware of being a slave. The tradition, carry it on now, carry it on, carry it on now, carry it on, carry on, the tradition, and there were black people since the childhood of time who carried it on, 
in Ghana and Mali and Timbuktu, we carried it on, carried on the tradition. We hid in the bush when the slave masters came holding spears and when the moment was ripe, leaped out and lanced the lifeblood of would-be masters. We carried it on. On slave ships, hurling ourselves into oceans, slitting the throats of our captors, we took their whips and their ships. Blood flowed in the Atlantic, and it wasn't all ours. We carried it on, fed Missy arsenic apple pies, stole the axes from the shed, went and chopped off Master's head. We ran, we fought, we organized a railroad and underground. We carried it on. In newspapers, in meetings, in arguments and street fights, we carried it on. In tales told to children, in chants and cantatas, in poems and blues songs and saxophone screams, we carried it on. In classrooms, in churches, in courtrooms, in prisons, we carried it on. On soapboxes and picket lines, welfare lines, unemployment lines, our lives on the line, we carried it on. In sit-ins and pray-ins and march-ins and die-ins, we carried it on. On cold Missouri midnights, pitting shotguns against lynch mobs. On burning Brooklyn streets, pitting rocks against rifles, we carried it on against water hoses and bulldogs against night sticks and bullets against tanks and tear gas needles and nooses bombs and birth control we carried it on in Selma and San Juan Mozambique Mississippi in Brazil and in Boston We carried it on through the lies and the sellouts, the mistakes and the madness, through pain and hunger and frustration. We carried it on, carried on the tradition, carried a strong tradition, carried a proud tradition carried a black tradition carry it on pass it down to the children pass it down carry it on carry it on now carry it on to freedom <laughs>